I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Abed, you look gleeful. Troy, don't you think it might actually be fun doing this Christmas pageant for the Glee Club? Abed, we hate the Glee Club. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The trade target toy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, Nick, we could have basketball before Christmas. We could be eating turkey on Thanksgiving. Just think about this. You're eating turkey on Thanksgiving. You're about a week post-draft. Like, the Mm, draft was a week ago. I can feel it. Training camps are literally starting the week after you eat Thanksgiving dinner. And less than a month from your dinner, there at the table at Thanksgiving, a new basketball season is beginning. Oh, say it again for those in the back. Oh, is I'm that s- is that not just crazy to think about? I'm so excited. I, yeah, I would I would love that. Any more basketball for us would be great, especially if they they condense this off season because we kind of already had an off season and we didn't even have free agency or the draft or anything to talk about that first off season when everything stopped for COVID. I mean, man. Uh, But yeah, so the NBA is planning on doing some kind of 72 game restart. We'll talk about that today. We'll also. Do our trade targets for the 76ers as well as the Phoenix Suns. We're going to break into those teams, talk about some potential players the Mavericks could draft. And uh, first, we're going to get to our five-star Apple podcast question. But before we do that, if you're listening on WFAA, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. You can see my uh, little green friend here. And you, uh, no one else listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. So you guys have the, the no. You're in the no right now. Uh, but thank you. If you want to listen to the podcast, subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, Google Podcasts. Apparently, they split iTunes and Apple Podcasts, so you, I guess you can't do it on iTunes anymore. It's not a thing. Hmm. It's just Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Apple TV. In 10 years, it'll all go back to one app again. I guarantee. Yep. They split it, and it'll all go back again. <laughs> all right. Let's do our five-star Apple Podcast question. This is from Ron Burgundy. D-D-D-D. Literally, that's what it says. If you had to pick the most likely enforcer for the Mavs based off of reports, who is the most probable enforcer for us to get this offseason, either via trade or free agency? Ooh. Wow. Enforcer is tough. We've mentioned the James Johnson, you know, possibility from the Timberwolves. That could be a possible trade if nothing else really pans out for the Mavs. That could be a possibility. Is there any other enforcers you can think of that could be easy pickups for the Mavs? Yeah, I don't know what man. Easy pickup is hard. It's hard to gauge this market uh, as far as free agents go. Um, you know, a guy that Mavericks have history with in this most recent postseason will be a free agent uh, this coming summer in Marcus Morris. Uh, but there's obviously bad blood there. But I mean, that's a guy who is a free agent that you're saying what would be the easiest path. Uh, there is a James Johnson that you talked about. There's a Montrez Harrell staying on the Clippers that it's now going to be, you know, a free agent. And we don't know what his market looks like. You know, before the bubble, I mean, you asked me what, how much money he would be making in this new contract. I would say at least 15 million a year. But man, after the bubble, I think he lost a lot of money. So I still think it's more than that, that exception that MLE at, you know, a little over nine. I think he makes a little bit more than that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, those are just a few names, but 
you never know who can hit the market. We, I love Marcus Smart. I just don't think Boston's going to shop him. He'd be perfect in Dallas. He's a Dallas guy, but I just don't think Boston's going to get rid of him. And every team out there needs an enforcer guy like Dallas is looking for. So they're hard to come by, especially good ones. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Uh, I guess James Johnson would be my answer. That would be the guy that I think could could potentially go the Mavericks way. If you know, even in a, like a buyout scenario, if they don't get a trade done for him or something like that, he could be you know added. But uh, yeah, I think that, that that's a guy that you you could look out for. Sounds All like right. the cow- Cowboys need one too. After <laughs> Andy Dalton gets hit, and not a single Cowboy yeah. goes over to him. They need an enforcer. They need like a rah rah team guy. They need somebody like somebody to to knock some sense into him. Man. Uh, that was a pun not intended. Shout out to my boy Andy Dalton, the former Bengal. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the NBA restart. Oh, by the way, five-star Apple Podcast review. If you want to get a question in, just like Ron Burgundy DD did, submit a five-star review to Apple Podcasts with a question in it. Uh, all right, the NBA is pursuing a pre-Christmas Day start and a reduced regular season schedule for the 2021 season, which I guess would put back the 2020 in the 2020-2021 season. Mm. So we'd have to say that instead of just saying the 2021 season. They're abandoning plans to delay opening with hopes of incorporating fans back into arenas. This would be 72 games, uh, no All-Star, but they would do a two-week two All-Star break without an All-Star weekend. So I guess they would still probably pick teams because of historical prep, you know, <laughs> historical yeah. like whatever precedent. There would still be a play-in tournament for both both sides, similar to what they did this year. Training camps would need to start shortly after Thanksgiving. That's what Isaac was alluding to at the beginning of the show. And then uh, October 30th is a really key date, not for the start of the season, but it's a key date to where the NBA and the Players Association agreed that that would be the deadline day to compete or to complete ongoing discussions on modifications to the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement for the 2021 season. So that's a big date. We'll probably know something by then. That's like in three days yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna know something very soon about that things are are moving and churning and the first thing i thought of when they said that oh october 30th is a key date i'm like all right well this story is probably coming from the league office right this is going straight from the league office to Woj. got this from espn and so they've they've placed their you know this is our plan out on the table and the players association will come back with whatever they want to change and so they'll probably come out with a public thing through yahoo or their shams or somebody right like this is sort of how it sort of works is, is what i gathered from this yeah it's pretty crazy to think about it because you know it's just three four weeks ago we were hearing espn people athletic people whoever it was saying you know we were hearing like march and you're like, dang, like what you get, I get it from a player's perspective. That's, yeah. you know, they just come out of the bubble and like all this stuff, or at least the, the good teams, you know, guys like the Hawks haven't, they didn't get to go, but wow, uh, we um, stay on brand always, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I mean, it's crazy that it went from, and I, I don't think it's just crazy for people like us or just fans. You see some of these players and even I listened to uh, Zach Lowe on ESPN today uh, on his podcast saying that he had heard, you know, they've been talking to people working for teams and they were texting them, you know, at ESPN saying, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on? This is crazy. <laughs> this is a whole new. So I think, it's saying. Take, I think it's shocking everybody that it's going to move up and everything. I mean, yeah, it's, it's what you're talking about. I think the NBA was looking at, when can we get fans back in arenas? We've heard this 40% revenue that was thrown out there. Like that's, you know, 40% of this revenue is brought in by fans being in yeah. arenas. But um, yeah, everything is linked back to when a vaccine, you know, vaccination is coming. Um, 
how quickly the quick tests, right? Like the really, the rapid yeah. tests, how I'm trying to think of the best way to word is how our country, our government handles. Um, yeah. That's, so, it's, yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And if we can get better with that, so that just determines so much, you know, with, with NBA. And so with this short, with this like new timeline, it looks like, and what we're reading and seeing and listening to and hearing is it's like the NBA saying, Hey, all right, well, we got to fit in a season to where we can focus on 2021, 22 season. If we can fit in another season before and get everything back on this normal schedule by fall 2021, and then keep, you know, get it back normal from that season on. That's, you know, could be the main goal. Could we have fans then? All that stuff. So it's just crazy that we were looking at, you know, what, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, if that, of, man, we're going to have, even for our podcast, we're like, man, we're yeah. like creating content ideas and everything until March. And now <laughs> it's in the next eight weeks, we're going to have an NBA draft and free agency and media day and training camp and everything before before Santa even comes, <laughs> we can have a new season here in the NBA. So we're super excited content wise. Yeah, Silver Claws would come before Santa Claus, basically, for us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's another thing I want to mention. So we tried to, you know, just stay out of the, the political side of things. Uh, we've On made our podcast, made yeah. our voices heard, but there is a, a different wrinkle that I haven't really heard anybody talk about is that, you know, in that Woj piece, he talked about how there's certain certain cities and certain places where there's only a certain amount of people allowed to to gather and things like that. And so there's all these like states that they can't have, you know, you can't you can't do basketball games. Basically, you couldn't gather all those people needed to make a basketball game happen, let alone have fans. And so they're trying to figure out all that. They can't you know, you can't travel to Toronto right now and do Raptors games. So they're thinking about moving to like, you know, <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky, yeah, think about moving to Louisville. But the election happens. Let's say Biden wins and Biden all of a sudden changes some of these things, restrictions and stuff and, and clamps down like that could really change some of this stuff. Right. Where yeah. you have more restrictions on certain places. And right now, it you know, Trump's Trump's administration seems like they're allowing all these states to, to make these decisions. What if it changes when Biden gets elected and it becomes, you know, a federal mandate? Like, who, who knows what could happen with that? That was a wrinkle that I haven't really heard anybody talk about. But that's going to happen. I mean, November 4th is the election, right? So we might yeah. know by then. And the NBA, well, yeah, the third. Yeah, third. Yeah, yeah. The, the NBA might you know, be back and make their plan. And then all of a sudden things, all the stuff changes. So who knows? And, and, I mean, it's still all up in the air. The NBA, I mean, this is obvious, but another thing to just keep in mind is the NBA's indoor. And, yeah, you know, right. compared to NFL and these different stadiums allowing college football and allowing a certain amount of fans in and all this different stuff. Well, the NBA being in indoor arenas, that's a whole different ball game, you know, than, than some of these outdoor sports. Pun and intended. ML. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, Compared to baseball, what's you know happening in baseball and all that stuff. So, uh, if this this isn't set in stone, like Nick said, you know we're looking at this October thirtieth deadline on Friday, and uh, we'll see what happens then. But man, if if it leans this direction, there's a lot of fallout from what the players think about this, and do players, you know, are they there on day one of training camp, or especially some of these teams that lasted longer in the bubble? It's so much stuff to work out. But from a content NBA fan side of it. We're super excited. Super, super excited. All right, coming up, let's get into some trade targets because like we've been mentioning, all of a sudden the trade deadline could could all of a sudden pop up and all these, you know, 
players could get traded and all this stuff. So let's talk about that. We'll talk about the 76ers, who the Mavericks could potentially trade for from the 76ers. Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Josh Richardson, maybe. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Chain stores have a different price tier for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but... The fix around this, the life hack, is rockauto.com. Their prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. Rockauto.com offers the same low prices rather than chasing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or logging on even. You don't have to put any information in. You just tell them that you want parts and they send them to you basically and then you pay for them. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts online to customers for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything that you need. It's so easy. Their catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. You can get exactly the parts you need. See them all lined up right in front of you. See the prices lined up right in front of you. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the 76ers. We've been going through these trade target teams alphabetically. We've been starting at the very top. You can go through the last couple of Tuesdays that we've done these. Uh, sometimes we've done three teams, two teams, and we just want to look at the cap sheets of each team and look at which players the Mavericks could potentially target. This is not necessarily who you know we've heard that they're targeting or we have sources or anything like that, but we'll just go through the list and say, all right, this could be an option for the Mavs because... It seems to us that the Mavericks have the best chance of improving their team through a trade instead of through free agency. There's not a ton of players available in free agency. We've gone over this class a little bit, and the Mavericks don't have a ton of they don't have space really. They have that mid-level exception we mentioned at the top of the show. But the trade, the trade seems like the best way. And on draft night, it's probably going to be their best option because they have the 18th pick, the 31st pick, and they can trade those on draft night. So uh let's get into this team. This Sixers team is, you know. <laughs> As advertised, very, very strange, right? Tobias Harris, he's going to be making $34 million next year. He's the highest played player on the team, which he's... Is he the fourth best player on the team? On the team? I, literally, Third best? I literally wrote down on my notes, thank God that we didn't get Tobias Harris. And both of these I, guys, Al Horford and Tobias Harris, we were talking about last summer. For real, and both, both of these names were thrown out there for, for Dallas. Remember when the Al Horford... You know, situation happened. He opted out of his deal with Boston. With, yeah, it was Boston. Yeah, Boston. And everybody's like, all right, well, if he's opting out of 30 million or whatever his number was, that means he has a home. And so many people were speculating <laughs> that Dallas was that spot. And even Tobias Harris, it's like, man, is he, you know, would Dallas pay the money for him? And once again, kind of, I mean, you can even go back to Whiteside or Mike Conley. Some of these guys that Dallas have been, Nick Batum, Dallas has been linked to over the years that Darren Williams. Have, yeah, that they have missed out on, the on these max deals. It's you know, it's worked out for the better. And now, I mean, this Tobias Harris contract, I mean, I think it's top three, top four worst contract in the league. I think I can come up with three or four that are worse. I mean, John Wall's not even playing, right? <laughs> He's not playing, yes. I get the John Wall thing. He's supposed to be back this year, but does, I mean does 10 Tobias million? Harris <laughs> Tobias Harris making $39.2 million Ooh. in 2023-24, like four years from now. That's I mean, he's making $34 million, at least $34 million the next four years. That's, whew. Does $10 million more of Westbrook account for the fact that he gets in his way a little bit more than than a Tobias Harris would? Westbrook's a shorter, shorter deal, so... <laughs> 
lot bigger though. Uh, I'm going to push back a little bit and say that I think the Mavericks are way better coached. They're way better organized. And I think if they would have got Horford or Tobias Harris, I think they would have fit into their roles a little bit better than they are on the Sixers team. Right. So some, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of these guys look a lot worse when they're on a team where it just doesn't look, it's just doesn't look like it's working. Right. There's some kind of fit thing They're You know, they have really, they have like 10 centers, right? Or they have like 10 wing or 10, uh, fours basically Tobias is a four Simmons is a four Horford's kind of a four right like Mike Scott is a four uh Tobias Harris Furcon is all they're all fours like all these guys should be playing the four but uh they can't fit all there anyway Tobias Harris making a ton Joel Embiid max deal Ben Simmons max deal signed through 2025 that's a year I didn't realize it's a year Al Horford 27 and a half million in 2021 27 million the year after a non-guaranteed 26 and a half million the year after that. And uh, Josh Richardson, 10 million player option for the 2020, you know, one that big free agency class that we've talked about. Mike Scott, an expiring deal at 5 million. Zaire Smith, Matisse Tybel, Shake Milton, all with, and uh, Norvell Pell, all with rookie deals. And then Furkan Korkmaz, the non guaranteed this year. Anybody that sticks out to you immediately, besides obviously you don't want Tobias Harris. So we're not, we're not talking <laughs> about that with you. Uh, I mean, do you want to, you want to start out with, the spicy or something that we've talked about on the pod before. Let's, Are we doing let's Toronto? Talk- spicy P? Spicy P. <laughs> okay, let's just let's just talk about it. If Elton Brand calls. Ooh. Alright, you wanna do the you wanna do the thing? Alright, let's do it. I'll be Donnie Nelson. If you say if, you have to say partner. Howdy. Hey Donnie, this is uh Elton Brand. How you doing? Elton Brand, how are you doing, partner? I'm doing fine. Um, I, I got a question for you. I know that y'all just traded for Christoph Porzingis. I get it. I know he I know he had a a, a knee thing. He's great. His a- knees are totally fine. We have we have no concerns about his knees. Absolutely none. My dad would tell you that he's been working with him out in Hawaii, and we have no concerns about it. Who even said that his knee was a concern? We're, he's Is your ready. Dad still growing? No, uh, no. Okay, no. So back to back to the talk. So you, it's, there's no. <laughs> are you still Elton Brand? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I couldn't follow that character art. Let, let's just just say they Elton say Brand improv says, is supposed to be yes and, and you went okay, <laughs> okay, never mind. And Elton Brand calls and says yeah. he wants. They're entertaining splitting up Embiid and Ben Simmons as they should and he calls and says what do you think about an Embiid for Porzingis swap and and my whole thing and here's my thing I'm saying Elton Brand calls I'm not saying Dallas calls I'm saying Elton Brand calls you're not suggesting it I'm not suggesting I'm just saying if Elton Brand if Elton Brand calls that and, and calls and says listen hey we think you know there's obviously some Questions about Embiid's past history. I think before, you know, I think before this playoffs, Miami would have included Bam and all that stuff. I don't think they're including Bam no, in, no, a, no. in a move for Embiid. And if he calls and says, "Hey, we we want a shooter. We want a Porzingis type next to Ben Simmons. We want to build around Ben Simmons." What does does Donnie hang up the phone immediately? <laughs> does he does he stay on the line and says, "Hey, let's talk this through"? Because I think there is something that to where it makes sense for both sides if they wanted to think about it. If Dallas looked at it and said, "All right, we believe that the best version of Embiid is yet to come, and he would he would fit better with Luca than Ben Simmons, and Luca could play off the ball when you know 
playoffs come around, it slows down some. Embiid has the ball in the post some. Now, I think Porzingis is probably the better fit next to Luka than Embiid because Porzingis can obviously stretch the floor more. But when you look at their contracts, just first off, KP's 25, Joel Embiid's 26. They make basically the same amount of money. Yeah, they make they make basically the same amount of money over the next three years. They both make 29, 31, 33, except Porzingis has a player option for that fourth year at 36 million, um, to where Embiid wouldn't be under contract at that point. But I'm just saying, like, if we, we always want to throw out the who says no, who says no? You know, if if, if Elton Brand calls up Donnie, do they completely shut it down? If they're doing straight up Embiid for Porzingis. Yeah, man, I, I think Philly would say no, but Philly's the one that called. So, <laughs> like, okay, I, 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 that's what I think. I think that it is it is tough right now, but Porzingis's injury situation is more questionable than Embiid's, in my opinion. Uh, we'd have to get Doctor Brian be- back on to talk about that. But if you know, if the Mavs aren't adding anything else, if it's just a straight up Porzingis for Embiid deal, I don't know. It changes so much about this team. Embiid does. You know, not really a shooter. He shoots like 30% from three and he takes those weird like pump fakes that everyone falls for and then he can just drive by. Um, but incredible defender. It would change the defense. It would change this Mavericks defense. The size on those screens would be absolutely awesome for, for Luka. And, you know, he's great post scorer, great, you know, guy around the rim. Uh, man, it would change a lot about this Mavericks team. So I, I still think that I don't think Philly would do it straight up. He is the process too. I, I still put a lot of stock in the fact that he was their guy to start with, right? Maybe but you have to. I mean, you're going to pick Ben Simmons to build around if you have to pick between the two, right? Or do you? I mean, he signed for two more years, you know, longer than him. So I, I guess you would. It just I, I really want to know. Like, it doesn't feel like we know a ton about these guys. It's like, what's their what's their work ethic? Like, is yeah. is Joel Embiid Shaquille O'Neal, where he's just not as talented, but he still has the work ethic, where you know he's not going to be the you know you need a Kobe type guy next to him or a Dwayne Wade type guy next to him. Like, what is what's his deal? What's Ben Simmons' thing? Can he be the number one on a team? And I don't think we know that yet about either of these guys. So yeah, those are my big questions. Uh, is there anyone else on this team that you're looking at? Josh Richardson's a guy we always talk about. I was gonna say I think I feel like you threw out uh, a while back a Josh Richardson for Seth Curry center deal to where if it's like Seth Curry and thirty pick thirty one yeah. for Josh Richardson uh, similar salaries Josh Richardson makes you know a couple million more than Seth 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 makes around like eight um, you know from Philly's point of view they're like hey we need all the shooting in the world next to Ben Simmons and, and Embiid Seth would be great on that team. Um, for Dallas point of view, they're looking at it and say, all right, we'll give up a little bit of shooting in Seth, but we'll make it up defensively because Josh Richardson is a better, uh, you know, guard defender. Uh, I think Richardson shot 34, I want to say 34%. He's, been kind of, he's, he's kind of streaky, three. but he's a solid three point shooter in my estimation. Um, so anyway, I go back and forth on that deal. I, in, in like in my heart, I say just keep Seth in 31 because you can never have enough 40% three-point shooters around Luka and KP. And um, and but, did you know that Seth Curry is an underrated defender, Isaac? He is an underrated defender, and I actually read this the other day. and which I, hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't, I never read this before, but did you know that Seth's father-in-law is actually a coach in the NBA, and he just got hired in Philly? No way! Yeah. Wait, Glenn? Glenn, yeah, Glenn Rivers. 
I, I just read that and I, I didn't know if you'd wow. seen that or not. But so anyway, Josh Richardson. There's a connection there. There is a connection. Yeah. I mean, Doc might seek it out, you know, bring the family. Oh, people to call him Doc. I didn't realize that. Well, now that he's in Philly, you know, there there was the Doc and now oh, a new gotcha. Doc is there. Yeah, doc, doctor, Dr. J. All right. Exactly. Uh, anybody else on this team? I mean, we'd love Matisse Tybel, obviously. Shake Milton, the Mavericks drafted him. I think we would like that one back, but. Uh, we were super excited about that Shake Milton trade because the Mavs got two picks out of it. And who'd they get? Yeah. Isaiah Roby and they get uh, your boy Spalding. Who'd they get? No, I thought that was, I thought we got Ray Spalding and Costas in that deal. Oh, yeah. Costas. That was the other one. Yeah. We Roby's were all excited about after. that. And now Shake Milton's like starting in the playoffs. <laughs> hey, but you know what? That trade led to getting Costas, which planted the seed for when Giannis planted comes the seed. in 20. Planted exactly. the seed. So it was absolutely. All worth it. All worth it. All right, coming up, let's get into the Phoenix Suns. Since we don't have any more 76ers to talk about, we'll talk about the trade targets for the Phoenix Suns. Rubio, could it be Kelly Oubre that everyone always talks about always? Could it be Dario Saric? Could it be Frank Kaminsky? All kinds of guys we can talk about. Or Isaac's favorite player in the NBA. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. So they have a bunch of dudes on rookie deals, obviously. Uh, but they have Devin Booker on that max deal. He's making that same kind of max deal as Porzingis. Uh, that fourth year is guaranteed. Ricky Rubio on a two-year deal, essentially at this point, 17 this coming year, 17.8 the year after that. Uh, Kelly Oubre on an expiring $14.3 million deal. DeAndre Ayton on that you know number one player rookie deal. Uh, Dario Sarge, a restricted free agent this summer. Frank Kaminsky has that uh, team option, right? Yeah, team option for $5 million. Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Ty Jerome, uh, Czech Diallo, who the Mavericks were connected to, and nothing happened with that. Uh, Javon Carter, Ellie Akobo, uh, and then uh, Isaac's favorite player in the entire NBA. Campaign! Oh, boy. <laughs> Campaign, $1.9 million, uh, you know, team option, I think. So uh, anybody on the Suns that, stick at, that sticks out to you? I literally wrote down, I said, honestly, the whole team I pretty much like. Um, really? A, a lot of these, like a lot of these guys, I, I love Mikel Bridges. You know, I love Mikel Bridges. Yep. Uh, I love Cam Johnson. That was he's a steal. steal. Um, I, honestly, they reached pretty high for him, but he's great. It's one of those examples of, hey, this guy's like 22 coming into the draft. Everybody's like, oh man, he's too old. And he's older man, than Devin Booker. I, I thought he played really well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, Here's the thing with Rubio. If Rubio, if he was just on an expiring deal and it didn't cut into 2021 no. cap space, I would be about on this team. But I actually have a three-team trade for you. Can I? Oh, all right. Phoenix Let's bring Dallas. it. Bring it. Let's bring it. I'm actually going to steal uh, steal the Chris Paul thing uh, from uh, from Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe's pod. But let's say Phoenix uh, wants to get Chris Paul. And they call up OKC and they're like, hey, we'll give you Ricky Rubio and DeAndre. I mean, DeAndre Aiden, Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre for Chris Paul. And because they have some cap space, too. So Rubio and Oubre equals around around 31 million. So then you'd have to eat in like 10, 10 million of your cap space, which they could have this summer if they wanted. So you send Rubio and Oubre to OKC and OKC is like, hey, Oubre is on, on this expiring deal. Can we flip him to Dallas? And then Dallas comes in and says, we'll give you DeLon Wright, J- Justin Jackson, and pick 18 for Kelly Oubre. So OKC is basically turning Chris Paul into pick 18, a first round pick, DeLon Wright, Justin Jackson, and Ricky Rubio 
Phoenix gets Chris Paul, and Dallas gets Kelly Oubre. Ooh. So yeah, man, a lot of Mavs fans love Kelly Oubre. They'd be so all over that that deal. And he's expiring. Young guy. You could fit him in. I just, I'm not really sure. what I don't. Maybe I haven't watched enough Suns games. I just don't really know what Kelly Oubre does well. Like, Can you tell me what Kelly Oubre does well? Um, he dresses well. <laughs> I, I like gonna, his I was going to say, the first thing you're going to say is his appearance. <laughs> no, I feel like when I, like, I like how hard he plays. I think he can shoot the basketball. I want him in a good situation. You know, he played in Washington. Then he played in, uh, you know, in Phoenix and he actually shot the, he had, uh, I think he had a little over 18 points in Phoenix this past year yeah. uh, for them. But it's one of those things where everybody wants to lump DeLon Wright and Justin Jackson into these trades. And if you throw a pick 18 in there, you still have 31 and you take the shot at Ubre, this 25 year old, he's a wing. He can play some solid minutes. He's an expiring contract. So not only do you like get this like piece that's actually going to play in your rotation, this wing guy in Ubre, but you also get off the long-term money of DeLon Wright too. So where even if Ubre walks, that's $8 million you're clearing in 2021 cap space that you would be paying DeLon Wright. So I don't know. I like this deal. Yeah, that's an interesting deal. I think I would do that deal just to get a you know a chance to look at Kelly Oubre, add another wing guy. You know, I think I'm not sure if I guess I guess the Suns would do that, right? Kelly Oubre and Rubio. I mean, yeah, you would. Yeah, you would for sign Chris on Paul for sure. Sign on to that to get Chris Paul for sure. Um, yeah, and then OKC I think would do that to get those guys for Chris Paul. Yeah, you get a first round pick. I mean, a top twenty pick in any think- draft. For Chris Paul, just outright, but then you're getting DeLon Rice under, under contract. You're getting Rubio on expiring that you can either keep and put him in the Chris Paul role or you can send him somewhere else or buy him out or whatever it is. Yeah, I think they would want to try to keep Kelly Oubre in that deal and send Rubio to Dallas, but it's that extra year. So Rubio, $17 million this coming year, $17.8 million in the year that the Mavs want to have a lot of cap space. So that's not really going to work out unless you can trade a bunch of other dudes to make, you know, to make it yeah, work. Yeah, I think but. OKC would prefer that route. But I think if it came down to would OKC rather have Ubre or pick 18? Pick 18 will be, you know, for yeah. a rebuilding team under contract for the years to come. Ubre is going to be a one year guy who and might leave. not want to stay in OKC <laughs> and he could leave and go somewhere else. So. And go to the Lakers. Ugh. Well, couldn't you see him there? I mean, <laughs> or the yes, Clippers. It seems like Clippers. Uh, yeah, anybody else in this team? I mean, there's just so, it's so hard to trade guys on these rookie deals, right? Because they just don't make a lot. Yeah. Uh, unlo- Especially for a team like Phoenix. I mean, they want to – I mean, I'm not trading Mikael Bridges if I'm no. Phoenix. Um, we would Cam love Johnson sure. played. Yeah, Cam Johnson played big minutes for them. They're not trading DeAndre Ayton or Devin Booker. So, I mean, I, yeah, I think you're looking at those guys. Frank Kaminsky, no. Give me Maxi over, over Frank. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Dwight Sarge. even. I don't know what Sarge does in restricted free agency. Like, who's going to give him money? I don't know what. I mean, happens. his qualifying offers five million, right? You just give him that. Yeah, I guess he's just going to play on that maybe this year. But yeah, I mean, if you can go out and get Mikel Bridges, if you could attach something with pick eighteen or whatever, but it's just like, man, Mikel Bridges would. I mean, I'd, he'd be top three in this draft for me. So. Yeah, Maybe. really. I mean, he might even be more of a sure thing than like Anthony Edwards, right? <laughs> Did you listen to Hollinger and uh, and Chad Ford on Locked On talk about, you know, there's this whole conundrum with Anthony Edwards that everyone has him in their top three, but no one says that they want to draft him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't really see it with him as far as like start, you know, start like I would personally take Halliburton over 
over Anthony. He Edwards. was in Chad Ford's big board at number four. I was pretty surprised. Yeah. He was right there next to him. And just if it's an amalgamation of a bunch of different, you know, scouts and team people. So people that work with NBA teams that told Chad Ford, this is where we have this guy. And Chad Ford over, you know, his 20 years has put together his list of people that he trusts, basically. And uh yeah, they had him they had Halliburton at four. Right behind Anthony Edwards. So that might be like a couple guys difference. Like if a couple guys said Halliburton at three, Halliburton all of a sudden might have been at three on that big board. Crazy. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Anybody else you want to talk about? I think that, I think we've kind of handled it. You want to talk about your boy campaign? Campaign for campaign? Um, I don't guess so. Texas Summer League legend. God, bring him back. I know. People, <laughs> people love him, though, as far as the locker room presence and everything. I know Westbrook misses his dance partner. <laughs> And, uh, you know who doesn't but, miss him? Who? Justin Anderson or or uh, <laughs> Charlie Villanueva. Charlie Villanueva. <laughs> I miss Charlie. Great guy. We believe in Charlie V. We believe. There you we go. Believe. Guys, that's our trade targets as well as the NBA restart. We'll be back tomorrow talking more prospects for the Mavericks to take at 31. So check back in if you're looking for more draft talk. We talked about guards at 31 yesterday, so check out that pod. We've done all the other teams up until this point out alphabetically. So if you're interested in another player on a different team, go check out those pods. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Thank you for watching on WFAA. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all that. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Oh, he's been great. Uh, he's been dominating, obviously. Um, I was sorry to hear about his ankle. Um, but he's a great player. And, you know, he's asserting himself into one of the best players in the league. Uh, I'm a big fan. You know, when you got such a guy like that, you know, uh, you know, guy that can, you know, score the ball everywhere, you know, be a point guard and distribute uh, the ball and make things happen. Uh, I think he's been he's been doing great.